So we could still do that, though. So even you could like just call maybe when you're getting close to, I don't know, cresting or something over the weekend. You could just get, get on the air. Cresting? I don't know. Really? Just... It's called crowning, isn't crowning, it? Crowning, yeah. Get it right, Eric. They do you have water on the mind. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstadt. Vince returns next week. He's doing the college trip. He's taking his daughter, his oldest, to school. She's going to be a freshman in college, so we're thinking about you, buddy. Thinking about you. I know that's an emotional time, so we're thinking about Vince as they head to New York. Also thinking about Greg Hill. I have to admit, I was hoping not to see Pancake today. He texted late yesterday. I see, I get a text from Greg Hill, and I'm like, oh, Steph's going in. They're going to have the baby on August 25th like I had predicted. And no, Greg is still here. Yep, sorry. You still have time. Still yeah, it could still happen. That's mm-hmm. true. I'll keep an eye on my phone. I know that we have <laughs> yeah, not to take. You? Yeah, you know, I know that not to take away, but I remember the plan being before that there was any induction. That the plan was no matter who we were talking to, what we were talking about. If I got a text message, I was going to crack open the mic. Yeah, and be like, uh, I have to go right now. Like so, it could be the president of the United States. Yeah, excuse me, Mr. President. There's something more important right now. Uh, I'm about to have a child. So see ya. <laughs> So we could still do that, though. So even you could like just call maybe when you're getting close to, I don't know, cresting or something over the weekend. You could just get, get on the air. Cresting? I don't know. Really? Just, it's called crowning, isn't crowning, it? Crowning, yeah. Get it right, Eric. They do have water on the mind. Ocean. You knew exactly what I meant. I did, yeah. I did. Thank you, thank you, Debbie, for setting me straight. Anyway, speaking of uh, Rosebud... Um, <laughs> Were we? Really? So Rosebud Cinema, the one in Wauwatosa, it, it uh, it's been closed since pre-COVID. And there's now a push. Now, this is a very slim possibility, but a Rosebud Community Nonprofit meeting is, has been called for September. The Journal Sentinel's got the story to, quote, explore the idea of reopening the theater and operating it as a community-led nonprofit. Which would actually be pretty cool, this idea of actually renting it out and using it in that kind of space uh, would be pretty awesome. It's a great theater. I loved going there oh, back in too. the day. Oh, me too. was so comfortable. But so far, this is, um, don't hold your breath. It's just at least movement in the right direction. Well, it's kind of cool, too, when you think about something like the Milwaukee Film Festival that is, expands beyond just the Oriental Theater, but also is able to grow to you know theaters in Cedarburg and places like right. that. How cool would it be if this, you know, was an opportunity to for people to go see a, a you know, a, a a great movie in a small theater? They don't that make them like that perfect, anymore, right? Though that would be mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Fun fact: I, that was my very first job. I worked at the Rivoli in Cedarburg. No kidding. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, Rivoli is cool, and I've been there. Been to the Times Cinema, which is cool. Downer is awesome, of course. Oriental. I love these old theaters. So rooting for it. Hope it happens. 714. What did Giannis say? Brandon Snyder's got sports in a minute. And sports is sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fonalac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Green Bay Packers football is back this weekend. One more tune-up before the team heads down to Chicago to begin their season. It's going to be an early start for the Pack on Saturday. Mark your schedules 
against those visiting Seattle Seahawks, something Jordan Love is looking forward to as the Packers wrap up their preseason. Yeah, no, it'll be a different game. We've had two night nighttime games, so to have a noon kickoff will be good, just kind of getting that you know, mode. I, I think the noon kickoffs are just a little bit different um, in terms of getting ready, getting yourself ready for the earlier game, but um, I don't think we'll treat it any different. Um, we always respect our opponent and just get ourselves ready as best we can um, and go out there and, and execute on the field. So. Head coach Matt LaFleur speaking this week says he expects most starters to suit up on Saturday as the Packers-Seahawks get underway at noon at Lambeau Field. And if you're heading to the Stadium like our own Eric Bill said, yes. pack your pack your sweaters, your oh my jackets gosh. maybe. Right, you have difference. to bring a hoodie, right? I would, I would. A high of seventy three, maybe. After yeah. ninety plus the last forty eight hours, that's chilly. <laughs> Great, <laughs> that's chilly. Uh, over to the Diamond, where the first place Milwaukee Brewers are back at it tonight. Milwaukee will welcome in San Diego tonight to begin a three game set. CC Sabathia is set to toss out the first pitch in Milwaukee. The Brewers honoring the 2008 anchor for that playoff team, Sabathia, on what he remembers most of his time in the Brew City. I just, I, I mean, I remember when I was in Milwaukee, it was such an exciting time. You know, it was people tailgating outside the game. I, you know, I had never seen um, a fan base be so enthused, you know, about, mm-hmm. about a team. You know, the way that stadium packs out and sells out. But the enthusiasm, I feel like, in Milwaukee, because we hadn't been to the playoffs in so long, um, was something that was new to me. It's going to be a busy night at American Family Field tonight. Now, do you think there are going to be more people there for CC Sabathia or Harry Potter night? Which oh, is wow. also tonight. And they're playing the Padres, which, and is, they're a playing, big... which is a star-studded yeah. lineup. Wow. And it's going to be a fun weekend to be at American Family Field. I, I'm curious to see what that crowd uh, is looking like tonight. It's got to be a sellout. Are you a Gryffindor guy? No, I, I can't stand Harry Potter. <laughs> it's a sensitive <laughs> right. topic in this night house. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Coverage of tonight's game will get underway here in WTMJ. Beginning at 6 p.m. with Brewers warm-up. And lastly, to the NBA, where Giannis is shaking up some headlines this morning in an interview with the New York Times. Giannis said, I don't want to be on the team for 20 years and not compete for a championship. Giannis is eligible to sign a max extension beginning on September 22nd, with the window to do so remaining open until October 23rd. Bucks fans everywhere are freaking out. Part of me thinks this is okay, though, because he's basically saying, hey, not going to just, you know, mm-hmm. rest on my laurels. We want to win. So puts the Bucks on notice that we got to keep trying to win. That's not a bad thing. Right? Keep that mindset. Don't go on Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> okay. You, yes, will, you, you will be an outcast. <laughs> it is 719. Thank you, Brandon. Coming up, 6-3-215. So the former president is back in New Jersey this morning. After an historic trip to Atlanta, authorities in Georgia now uh, releasing the police booking mugshot of Donald Trump. And I have to admit, I'm a little surprised at the mugshot. It's not what I expected. I anticipated that he'd be smiling. And I thought it would be one of the, not a smirk even, but like just a, like a, almost like this is the, the campaign ad. Here's the picture, guy smiling with his tie on. But no, the, the, the former president not smiling at all. In that picture, uh, almost glowering, if you will. He was fingerprinted. A mugshot was taken. His height and weight were recorded, although we're told that his aides had supplied his height, 6'3", it said, and weight, 215 pounds in advance. So it wasn't like he needed a step on a scale. That was done to speed up the process. He was in and out in under a half hour. So that's ABC's Aaron Katursky. Yeah, so... 
they didn't have him on a scale, and the internet exploded last night because of it, because it came out with the mugshot that he's 6'3 and weighs 215 pounds. And I'm sure they did that to troll everybody. I think that was the whole point, was just to get everyone worked up, because no one thinks he weighs 215 pounds. Who doesn't fib a little bit when you get your driver's license renewed? Yeah, probably about 129. (laughs) Fibs by 50 pounds. You know what? You got to do what you got to do. I'm not body shaming anybody. Um, So so that was a storyline last night. Another one of the interesting storylines from last night, the motorcade. I've never seen anything like that in my life. It's still going. I don't even know how that's possible. Like, how do you get that motorcade? Like, he had, like, 80 motorcycles, 20 cop cars and ambulances taking him from the airport to the courthouse. Do you get? Do you think some of that was private, too? Like, mix in a little police? Because I'm not surprised that there were police escorts, obviously. Yeah, they sure. were going to shut down the of road. Course. And yeah, you got to be careful with the that area stuff. around the courthouse. But do you think eh, there's a couple of them sprinkled in? They just maybe threw a few bucks. Oh, and if you're a private company, you can, a security company, you could do that. You have flashing sure. lights. I think that's a brilliant maneuver if that's what it was because it's a sign of power. I mean, there's there were more there were more vehicles in that motorcade than I've ever seen in a normal presidential motorcade. Well, you know what? It's almost like the actual charges are almost being like yada, yada, yada over only because of the motorcade is, is right, blowing up right. Twitter and the height weight thing is what everyone's talking course, about. And it's just, right? oh, yeah, by the way, there were these indictments. But yes. the real, you know, it's so maybe smart move on their part. So he had to get it done by today. He had to turn himself in and he's done so. He's also, by the way, another little storyline, a tentacle from last night. He's now back on Twitter or what's formerly known as Twitter. It's called X now. And he, he did post on X Last night, he posted the mugshot and basically said freedom, something to that extent. As far as what happens with the trial... Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis is requesting the trial for all of them to begin October 23rd. Her request, coming after one of the co-defendants, Kenneth Chesborough, was granted a speedy trial. But Trump's team has indicated they'll ask for a separate trial at a later date. Right, absolutely. So the defense will always be to push back the dates of any of these hearings, any of these trials. This is the fourth indictment now. And the reason being, obviously, he's running for president. They don't want any of this stuff getting in the way during the campaign. They'll use it. They'll use it for the campaign, but they don't necessarily want to getting in the way. As far as a plea... Trump will get the chance to enter a plea at his arraignment. Prosecutors are pushing for that to happen the week of September 5th. It's unclear if Trump will be required to attend in person. And he likely won't, I would assume, in that case, but we'll see. As far as the the rest of the, the party goes, the rest of the candidates running for the GOP nomination... Um, so there's been some bumps with some of the players after the debate in Milwaukee on Wednesday night. Well, their next debate is next month in California. Honestly, if there's if, if the party is really going to try to upend Trump and get someone else the nomination, they all have to drop out like tomorrow. And there's got to be like one or two of them left. The only way you're going to defeat them is if you cut the weight of the pack of uh, of candidates, and I don't think they will because everyone thinks that they're going to be the one that can win it. Well, I know the, the, the requirements to be in this next debate next month is going to be higher, so sure, I, sure. I wouldn't be surprised if, but you're right, maybe one or two aren't there, I mean, but it, they're it, still going to be a good crowd. In Iowa, if you had maybe three or four, and that's, I, I doubt it, I don't think that'll get down the four, but if you only had like four running in Iowa for the caucuses, then you got a shot at it maybe. 
But when you have so many candidates, it just seems like that'd be very difficult. News about your money now at 727. Celebrating some of the Brewers' favorite players at AmFam Field this weekend. We'll get into it at 745. Okay, so remember the uh, story about the blind side, the Tui family, and former NFL player Michael Orr? His team is your family, Michael. You have to protect them from those guys, okay? So there is an issue here, right? This is There's been lawsuits or whatnot. There's some issues between both the Tui family and Michael Orr. He's alleging that they stole from him and duped him and did not share an estimated millions of dollars in box office profits with him. It's obviously a story in a movie that is about Michael Orr. Um, so there was that update to it. Well, now the producers behind the blind side are clarifying details about their film in the wake of what's happening in real life. The co-founders and co-CEOs of this entertainment company sent a detailed statement to People Magazine Thursday addressing the backlash. Here's the part that made me laugh. The blind side, it says, is verifiably authentic and will never be a lie or fake regardless of the ups and downs that have occurred subsequent to the film. Okay. It's a movie. They're doubling down on the authenticity. Yes. No, it's authentic. We are as proud of the film today as we were when our amazing collaborators made the movie 14 years ago. Why? I just love that they're doing this. You know why, by the way, they're bringing this up and talking about it and sending this to people is because for the first time in 14 years, this movie is relevant. No one has been talking about the blind side since then. If this movie were streaming on Netflix right now, it'd be exploding. It's not, by the way. I checked. The blind side is currently not streaming anywhere for free. You got to rent it. But you can get it at Amazon and iTunes and whatnot. But yeah, you got to pay for it. Allegedly. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know where that money's going. Huh. <laughs> or if it's even but available. It's just so funny to me. Here's a movie that, like, honestly, has been irrelevant since the year after. And now everyone's trying to get back on that horse. I'm surprised that uh, they won't bring this up again in six months. I'm sure they will. They'll I mean, find good on a the, way. Good on the producers yeah. for jumping Jump, on it. Yeah, I mean, it's a natural point. news story. It's all over the place. Why not mention, by the way. And this, based a on a true story, Hollywood film, though, is truly... Authentic. More Based authentic on true events. Yeah, swear. We swear. It is 7.39. Got to get to traffic and weather. This portion of the show brought to you by Steinhoffels. Visit them at steinhoffels.com. Got Brewers 360 coming up in just a couple of minutes. A lot happening at American Family Field this weekend, which is pretty neat, including some of the, uh, the f- most favorite Brewers players of all times of all time, I should say, that are going to be uh, highlighted and celebrated. So we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, By the way, we are now seeing, we were talking about the blind side here a minute ago, we are now starting to see more effects from the writer and the actor strike. Breathtaking. Dune Part 2 might be breathtaking, but we won't know this year. The film, from Warner Brothers, was supposed to be released November 3rd, but now WB says that because of the actor's strike, Dune Part 2 will be pushed until next year, March 15th. That's probably because if a strike is still going, they won't have their big-name stars like Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Florence Pugh, and more to promote it. Yeah, so they can't do the walk around and, and be everywhere and on TV and shaking hands and doing all the events that you do when you promote a movie because they're on strike. So because of that, eh, maybe we shouldn't release the movie yet. So that's why you're seeing that with Dune 2. Uh, it also, by the way, takes it out of Oscars contention for this year, but I don't know if that really matters, but... Yeah, Oscar and Emmy season in like two years from now is going to be all kinds of messed up because so much stuff's getting pushed around. You know what? Now that we've been talking about the weather and how it's getting a little bit more chilly, 
you're really going to start seeing like the effects of no new TV shows and things like that now because <laughs> you're, you're not right. going to be outside on the lake oh, and doing whatever man. you're doing outside. Well, I'll be scrambling. Trying point. To, I'll be looking for the blind side. Oh, who's got it? It's 744 Brewers 360 in a minute. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The first place Milwaukee Brewers are back to work tonight to begin a three-game set with the visiting San Diego Padres. Entering the day, Milwaukee currently leading the NL Central Division by three games over the Chicago Cubs. Coverage of tonight's game will get underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. with our Brewers warm-up. Idea man. You go somewhere where you don't know and you don't really study much. Just kind of assume that everything is smaller. And then you realize the distance is the same here as it is in the U.S., even though it's metric and everything else. Innovative. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. And in this case, I don't know if I'd say it was bliss, but I was definitely ignorant. And Packers Hall of Famer. <laughs> you just made the well open done. for tomorrow. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. All right, Tosh, need your advice. Well, need, need Eric, a... first, of all, first of all, before I give you advice, did I just hear you say 73 is too chilly? Did <laughs> I just hear that? <laughs> well, after it's been 1,000 degrees, it is going to feel cool tomorrow. So it has been miserably hot. I think most people would agree. Stuff's getting canceled or moved. Yeah. And then I hear it's like you set your house for 72 or 73 because <laughs> it's the most comfortable you could possibly have it. We get a couple of days this weekend that are supposed to be 72 or 73, <laughs> and I hear you complaining that it's too chilly. <laughs> yes, that's me. I want, okay, I want a I little want, bit of I, August mug. Yeah, I thought I was, like, dehydrated. I, I, I heard that right. But okay, I just wanted to confirm that. Actually, part of the reason I'm complaining about it, Tausch, is so I'm taking my kid to the game tomorrow. Uh, taking them okay. to Lambo, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna have to like bring a, a hoodie and maybe wear pants or whatnot if it's 73. Uh, if I'm sitting in the shade or whatnot, I don't know. I got to figure that out. But my oh, question my for you, <laughs> <laughs> my my question for you is, Are you soft? Yes. No, <laughs> uh, okay, we're good here. Tell us you're sponsored by. Um, my question for you is, so I'm bringing my 13-year-old. This is his first time going to Lambeau Field. You know, mm-hmm. lifelong Packers fan. As a former player who's been there plenty of times, what should I do? Any advice, anything that I should make sure I take him to see, to do whatever at Lambeau tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, obviously you want to get there early. And I think, you know, one of the old standard things, there's all these new restaurants and everything else, but I think you want to get back and find, what the one of the things that kind of binds everything together? I think you have to go get a burger from Kroll's. Okay. I think that's a you, you have to go, and I, I don't know how busy that will be, but then get around and, and get a get a sense for the history of what Lambo is all about. Because I think the you know the beautiful part and why it's such a great place is it's not because all of the new restaurants and the new facade and everything else. It's all about the history and why and what has happened in that space over the course of 70, 80 years. That's what this is all about and get him that taste of that. And then from a, just the, the green Bay aspect of it, you need to go, you need to find a tailgate, you got to get a brat. But I think one of the standard things from a historical standpoint, got to go get you a butter burger from Kroll's. There you go. 
Tasha, Brandon was saying that oftentimes he'll go down to the field there early on, like right when the gates open. And especially during these preseason games, the players can be interactive. They can engage with you a little bit. Is that right? Yeah, I think, you know, it's always interesting because the the veteran players, especially if they're not going to play a bunch, and it sounds like Matt LaFleur said that um, everybody's going to play some for the most part, but there is a much more relaxed atmosphere. And I, I always – you know, some players will go around, they'll throw a football into the stands and play catch with, especially if they're kids. Usually, you know, for Brandon or for, you know, adults, usually you'll, you'll wave or say hello. But if it, if you can take your kid, you can utilize him as almost like a little pawn to get mm-hmm. some interaction with some of the other players. Yeah, it's definitely um, a more relaxed atmosphere in the preseason, guys are not going to be as zoned in as they would be if you go down to Soldier Field for the for the opener. Right. I think it's going to be more headsets on, stretching, focus, and on playing. So, yeah, I do think you'll be able to, I think, get down there. And what's the worst somebody can say? Get out of here, nerd? I mean, I, I think that's probably the worst thing. <laughs> yeah, somebody they they call me soft. That could be the worst thing. <laughs> while, while, he's wearing, while he's wearing his well, pants and his sweater. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you got your four layers on and it's 74 degrees out. Uh, they probably won't say anything to you if that's the case. <laughs> hey, super quick before we let you go, what anything to look for tomorrow? Do we anything to pay attention to on the field? I mean, I think the big thing for me is who's starting on the O line because you're probably going to be whoever they end up throwing out there. I think that's what you're going to see down in Chicago. And then let's see Jordan Love finish this thing off in a really good way. Hopefully, it's a one series. He's proven, I think, a lot this preseason. Get him in. Have him build up even more confidence and then get him out, get him rested, get him fresh for Chicago in a couple of weeks. Have yourself a good weekend, Tausch. All right. Take care, guys. Mark Tauscher on the program, sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and by Kohler Services.